Hello and welcome to Super Garden with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. Today we're going to be looking at some fuchsias. I got fuchsias planted in my garden during the week. Oh, no yeah, way! Yeah, yeah. Oh my Brown God. Planted them. I was telling him about how much you love fuchsias and he said if you ever want to see a special future, future, tell him to come out. So oh, Kevin has a special fuchsia there for you. You may come in and see the fuchsias, you'll love them. What um, colour are we looking now? Pinkish? pinkish purplish? Purplish, yeah. Kind of the colour of those glasses behind you over there. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. What is it about the fuchsia? I don't know. It's just, it's overflowing with goodness. Ashton <laughs> describes it as a weed though. But like, it's just, it's just the way they're perfectly little primed. Anyway, you went for them. Why, why did you? Oh, I didn't. I had no say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just as well. You asked me about flowers, dandelions or like daffodils. They're the only right. flowers I know. I don't care. Yeah. But no, they look great. Not that I don't care. I just don't know enough to give direction yeah. on it at all. So I just let people who know what they're doing take the reins. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, that's great. I'd, be, I'd absolutely love to take up Kevin on his kind offer there. Yeah. Um, I sold fuchsias once, of course, with John Engel. We dealt flowers in the Bloom Garden Festival. Right. It was one of the greatest honours of my life. I loved every moment of it because you have people coming up and they just love flowers and they want to love you telling them about the flowers. And like, I don't know anything about the flowers, but I learned words like this is a hardy plant. Hardy means oh. it'll last through the winter. Okay. Yeah. And then this is not so hardy. You know. <laughs> Soft, soft plant. <laughs> soft plant. So there's all different types of fuchsia, different varieties, and yes, and then sometimes you can germinate them yourself, and you can grow your own fuchsia, and you can put them in little pots, and it's a, it's a great hobby. Germinate them yourself. Yeah. Would you ever like to germinate things, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Whatever you're into, Michael. Speaking not. of germination, by the time this podcast is released, we could have a little baby. We could. We should mm. have had one yesterday mm. by the doctor, but we don't. Yeah. Uh, one day overdue, mm. as of the recording of this podcast. No sign. It doesn't. Uh, this probably won't happen tonight. I am betting it's going to happen. Today is Sunday. It's going to happen next Sunday. Oh, why? Bank holiday weekend for the crack? Just forty-one weeks, I think. Forty-one weeks. I just think that's that's like one week overdue. That's it. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that could be it. That's interesting. Hopefully not. Oh, it was a week overdue. Were you? Yeah. Stands exactly a week. Stood to you. Stood. To you. <laughs> That's what I reckon. They reckon the longer a baby stays in, the higher its IQ. Oh, be good. Yeah. Were you late? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was three days early, I think. And this is a book for the baby. I wanted, I could have waited until we have it, the baby, but no, I said I'll be the first. Okay. So, oh, this a is a book for the baby. Ah, very nice. I thought this was going to be, oh, we'll need to save that for later. I won't read mm. that out here. Um, <clears throat> I thought this was going to be so. Oh, I sent you stories of this before, didn't I? Yes. Wow. They've only released the book there, I think, a fortnight ago. That's class. Yeah. It's a very good book. And what the beauty of it is, it's a good book for kids and adults in that the messages in it will make adults reconnect with themselves and that sort of thing. But then the pictures are quite nice for children. Yeah. The, fir the first page here of Open On. The simple fact that you are reading this book, Breathing Alive in a Human Body, is an incredible gift. So we'll give that to the listeners. You're not reading the book, but you are still here breathing in a body, listening to this podcast, and that's an incredible gift. Yeah. So appreciate it. And this is an incredible gift, this book. Uh, today will be a great day, Slimmy Oddity's Guide to Happiness. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen these on Instagram before, little clips, and I sent them to you because mm. I thought you'd like them. Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. That's class. 330,000 followers on Instagram, so Slimy Oddity, I think is their name. So, yes. Um, of course, this podcast is dedicated to... Um, we're actually going to have a chat about Leinster Rugby and we're going to just <laughs> shoot the breeze about what happened yesterday. And, you know, I just think um, 
I just think we, we, we missed too many opportunities. We did and they didn't. And they, they, therefore they won. And that's just rugby, guys. That, that's, that's it. That's just rugby. That's it, yeah. yeah. Raj, Ron Nagara. Yeah, mm. Raj. Roger. A, a traitor. A tra <laughs> what a bollocks. How dare he. <laughs> Taking our glory. After everything we did for that man. Yeah. Yeah. And what he's done to our 12 counties. What? Yes. And <sighs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> Ronan O'Gara. How could he do that to Leo? How, yeah, and did you see poor Johnny? Poor Johnny. Poor Johnny. Now, a few lads we know were quite happy about the fact that Johnny was upset. I mm. say, Let, look, lads, let's just leave it on the field. Yeah. <laughs> sport is sport. We all go home to our families at the end of the day. That's, we live in such a funny world. I don't know. Like here we are in South East Ireland and there was so much energy dedicated to Liverpool. 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 Because we're from Liverpool. <laughs> and you'll never walk alone, but we're on a different country so we can't actually walk beside them. Shut the fuck up and find something better to do. There's more things going on. No, like fair play. I don't get it. I'm ignorant. I just don't get it. I, I'm, you're in the same boat, I assume. You don't get it, really. I don't know. But I'm all for letting them off, let them Look, off. Whatever let them, makes you whatever. happy. But as long as you don't punch your wife because they lose. <laughs> all is fair play, then. And disclaimer. A disclaimer for paper choosers. Don't punch your wife if Liverpool lost. So. Yeah. I don't get it, right? Fair enough, right? Okay, so. I would say I support Wexford Hurling and football loosely. Because I'm from there and I play GA, And that's about the extent of it. Dude, I have so much other things to pay attention to, other than Liverpool and like basketball and NFL and all these things. I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't. I used to support Arsenal when I was younger, but I just fell out of it, I suppose, when the money came in. But I, have you any strange niche thing that you have no, nothing other than an emotional investment in? Nothing other than... No. <laughs> No, you have a house. Just, you, uh, yeah. Accident, so that's that's concrete. <laughs> but what's what are you trying to veer towards here? Like that. Um, Do you follow like a sports team or a? Oh, what is no? I think I get more invested in things that. Also, look at this. This is the hand gesture. You kind of go in like a tunnel with the hand there. That's yeah. that's the hand gesture for investment. Ga gardening. Yeah. Gardening. Future. Futures. <laughs> Future futures. I think if there was a hobby that I become totally engrossed with, it's uh, genealogy and ancestry. Mm. And if I get that, time passes away so quickly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just, yeah, I don't know what it is. And, but there was something... Uh, you said, oh yeah, I can totally vouch for what you said about you supporting loosely Wexford GA. Yeah. We watched the Wexford Kilkenny <laughs> game in each other's company. Yeah. And you were you were certainly watching it, but you weren't you weren't watching a game like I watch a game. I No. No. You yeah. were happy to to observe the peaks and the falls and the troughs and of the experience, but I was more oh, oh Lee yeah. You know, I was riding with the waves, whereas you were sitting on the shore. And, yeah, having soup. Having soup. A lovely soup, actually. <laughs> so grow to the test. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like when I was younger, I would get emotionally involved in these games, watching them. And like, if you're live there, you get caught up in it, obviously. But uh, and I would like say if my club or something was playing, I would it would affect me. I get emotionally involved that way. But 
I just don't, because I, I know I'm going to get upset if they lose, and there's nothing I can do from watching that that's going to affect the outcome of it. Mm. But hmm. I think what, uh, just because I like GA and that, I can see how the basketball and all that is just people experiencing it and diving into it, like, even though they're not with them in person or whatever, that they can still have something that they're with and that, there's a there's an energy with it, or that they're, ooh, that they're coasting along with it on on a roller coaster almost. Like, and yeah. that those last few minutes of a game are just they're breathtaking, aren't they? Because yes. y- you feel like something is is going to go somewhere, and it does. The the spoils go to the victor or whatever. But like, yeah, there's something breathtaking about sport when you get those moments. I yes. loved yesterday. Like I. I love yesterday because of the example that it portrays. I'm sure Liverpool fans don't like this, but like Liverpool losing, Leinster losing, shows the power of the underdog. That nothing really is certain and that we all, even when we do partake in sport, that, you know, the underdog can uh, Can, triumph. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There is something there, all right. Yeah. Again, Liverpool, leave it, lads, relax. Okay. Or like sharing the team before the match, like and your Instagram story is like, oh, the Liverpool team for tomorrow has been released. You know who loved that? My followers, who aren't following Liverpool. I'll just show them the team. Yeah. For tomorrow. Yeah. But on the other end of it, this is so I understand the frustration, Mark. But as well as that, <laughs> James Flood. Mm. Um, he I loved my most James Flood text ever came when he said. Um, it was great to see everyone miserable yesterday. <laughs> Put that up on your wall, it, along with the quote of Simon Oddity. It was great to see everyone well, miserable, miserable yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, there we go. That's my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have some correspondence, Mark. Oh. Yes, we are blessed to have among our listenership the one, the only, Liam Byrne. And uh, let's find him now. He sent us an old voice up when I was in Australia. Or I was in Australia. <laughs> Michael, just listening to some of your podcasts for you. Or, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, Michael. Listening to some of your podcasts there. And you were talking about uh, mineral leaks and cattle leaks that your friend was selling uh, for cows that came pissed in these stones. McCormick's and Gory years ago used to sell mineral leaks and cattle leaks. And Stan uh, Hippenstall was working for Carmel and Gory one particular day. The farmer came in and said, Stan, uh, have you any cattle leaks in here? And Stan replied, I pay the shoes, I'm the only project in this place. Very good. Yes, well, yes. well done to Liam last night in the Shed Fest. Oh, yes, yeah. And DJ Kino. Yeah, DJ, yeah, fair play to Shedfest, absolutely, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to hearing reports of how it went. And uh, also in correspondence, I see Gary Malloy was in um, Owlert Hill. He just put up a, or, yeah, at the bar. Yeah, Owlert Hill bar. Yeah, there was a mystery tour, I think, that he was on. Oh. Uh, but he he actually recently commented on a YouTube video of ours, mm-hmm. and I just thought I'd bring his correspondence to the attention of our fine listeners, uh, including Bridgie Fitzpatrick. Bridgie, <laughs> you're one of our... Hello, Bridgie. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning our way. And so uh, Gary says, Michael will be locked up for what he done to the lad from Cranford. Only your man was from Cranford. <laughs> there we go. 
Fair punishment yeah, for go. fair crime. Um, <laughs> so today's topic, mm. let's get into it, is mm. medical anomalies. So I have compiled a game oh, for our, our topic today, Michael. Our game is called, this book is used for everything. Okay, <clears throat> medical, mystery, or Marvel movie. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so you need to tell me, is this a medical mystery? Or a Marvel movie. Okay. Number one, Morbius. Morbius? Morbius. Is it a medical mystery or a Marvel movie? A uh, medical mystery. Shane? Marvel movie. Marvel movie. Oh! Morbius is a Marvel movie about a doctor with a rare blood disorder who tries to save others from the same fate. Oh! He's Dracula gosh. or something, is he? Yeah, he's a vampire. Yeah. He's a vampire. Oh. Okay. Number two, Putrid Finger. Not to be confused with Goldfinger. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a, a, a medical mystery. Medical mystery, correct. Mark, pull up Putrid Finger. Wow. Okay. So we have Putrid Finger. What do you think Putrid Finger is, Michael? I'd say it's where blood is exposed on, um, on fingers, maybe. I'll go with that. Okay, so putrid finger. A 1996 issue of the medical journal The Lancet carried a distressing case study. A 29-year-old man had pricked his finger on a chicken bone five years previously, leaving him with an infection which made him smell terribly. Oh, that's all? Yeah, the most disabling consequence of the infection was a putrid smell emanating from the affected arm, which could be detected across a large room and when confined to a smaller examination room because it was almost intolerable, the paper states. Oh my the gosh. cause of the infection couldn't be identified and didn't respond to antibiotics. So the paper's authors issued a plea. We ask assistance from colleagues who may have encountered a similar case or for suggestions on how to relieve this patient's odor even if the organism cannot be eradicated. So what happened to this poor man? Does he still smell putrid after all these years? I contacted a dermatologist who treated him to find out. Peter Holt of the University of Wales reported that the patient's infection cleared up spontaneously and he long, no longer smells putrid, but the case still remains a mystery. Putrid what does that tell you about that putrid finger? Putrid finger. It means never take anything for granted. Okay. We, my, my fingers are putrid at the minute. <laughs> right. People can bear the smell of my fingers. Yeah. Do you want to smell my fingers? Mm, refreshing. Fresh. <laughs> Number three on medical mystery or Marvel movie. Man thing. Marvel movie. Marvel movie about a swamp creature. Okay. So we've got two, you're two for three at the minute, Michael. Okay. Number four, the never ending headache. Oh, my mother gets these migraines. I think that's but a medical mystery. That's a medical mystery. <laughs> Pull it up, Mark. <laughs> medical mystery, Med never ending headache. That mm. is what some of my teachers describe me as. It's <laughs> okay, so we have medical mystery. Hmm, where is this headache? This so-called headache. It's gone. It's gone? It's gone. It's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. But yeah, there was someone who got a headache that has been going on for years. I, I remember reading earlier, he got a headache one day out of nowhere and he had it for about five years and then his vision changed and everything he saw turned to cartoon form. So everything had heavy outlines and blurred different shades, colors to what it normally would have been. And he still has this headache about 10 years later. That's so crazy. That number four, the never-ending headache. Number five, 
the toxic lady of Riverside. Okay, um, I, I like the idea of this being a medical mystery. This is a medical mystery. Oh. Yes, pull it up, Mark. <laughs> medical mystery. So th this is the death of Gloria Ramirez. Oh. So Gloria Ramirez, who died in 1994, was a woman from Riverside, California. And she was dubbed the toxic lady or the toxic woman by the media when several hospital workers became ill after exposure to her body and blood. She had been admitted to the emergency department while suffering from late-stage cervical cancer. While treating Ramirez, several hospital workers fainted and others experienced, sim experienced symptoms such as shortness of breath and muscle spasms. Five workers required hospitalization, one of whom remained in intensive care for two weeks. Oh my gosh. On exposure to Glory Gloria Ramirez. That is no joke. That is no joke. There is a Marvel movie in that though. Yes. <laughs> my gosh. Number six. Electra. Uh, Marvel movie. Marvel movie. Shane, what is it? Give us it. Electra. One of the X-Men. I oh. have no idea. I don't watch any Marvel movies. No. You don't either, do you? No. That's why I thought this would be a good game. <laughs> uh, number seven. The Lost Caesarean. Oh, medical mystery. That's an Indiana Jones film. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a medical mystery. Mm. Speaking of mysteries, you um, the, the decking... Um, is gone. The decking is gone, yes. Yeah. If you have seen our decking, please contact the local community text alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jerry Tobin took our decking and put down those lovely slabs at the back. Oh my gosh, a huge transformation. Mm. I was going to post it on my fitness Instagram. <laughs> Transformations. So, tell us about uh, uh, the lost cesarean. So this was a woman. A mo mother accuses doctors of stealing baby from her womb after waking up from cesarean to told, be told she'd imagined her pregnancy. Oh my God. So Brazilian Claudia Apresida Lopez claims she had two ultrasound scans where she saw photos of the baby beforehand. The last scan showed the baby in a breech position, her family said. A doctor at Alto Paranabia Hospital in Brazil told her she'd imagined the pregnancy. Her husband, Alexandro Dantize Alves, has reported the case to the police. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so apparently she had the C-section. Doctors told her she imagined it. That's... If you have seen her baby, please contact the local emergency text alert. Community text alert. And we'll get on it. They'll be ready. Uh, Wolverine. I think that's a Marvel that's movie. That's a Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, Iron Man. A Marvel movie. Oh, that was a man who had too much iron. Um, no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> number ten, nightmares on the mountains. A Marvel movie. Medical mystery. Here's a good one. So right. nightmares. This is a New York Times post. Yeah. From 1981. Okay. So nightmares suspected in bed deaths of 18 Laotians. 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 Who are they? Laotians from Laos. Just a bit across from me there. From me. <laughs> Eddie Brennan got in trouble in Laos. Oh, <laughs> no, Laos is like it's Bali. Is that Cambodia? Or? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, Cambodia. okay. Yeah, so apparently 18 people died in uh, this Laos. Daughter Laotian, that's quite hard. L A O T A I N, Laotian. Right. Laotian refugees died mysteriously in their sleep in this country within the last four years. So they're all from Laos and they were refugees and apparently. The only explanation they had in 1981 for their deaths was they had nightmares that bad that they died because they had their all of their medical post showed no infections no disease they just all died in their sleep 
there's all kind of speculation, but for the time being, we have no real explanation. All these people seem to have been in good health. I know what they didn't die of, he said. They didn't die of getting shot in the head, stabbed in the heart, they didn't fall off the roof, they didn't get poisoned because we did an autopsy in each case and we got a big zero. Wow. So they all died from their nightmares. So that was Medical Mystery or Marvel Movie. Wow. Thank you for that, Mark. No, you're very welcome, Mark. <laughs> you're a great quiz master. Quiz master. I, I haven't been to a table quiz since the pandemic. Bring back table quiz. Bring back table quiz. What mm. was your last? Who was your last? <laughs> I'd have to consult my book. Um, <laughs> um, bum, bum, bum. I suppose it might have been hosting... Was it hosting in the anchor? Was it? Is that I your can't. last one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. yeah. How does a man live? How does a man Without live? Without table quiz? I was victimised and that table quiz. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We can't talk about it on air. Oh, okay. There's an ongoing investigation. It's, it's too, too traumatic. It's too traumatic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, since you brought up medical mysteries, I yeah. wanted to give you the case of one young, well, he's not young, he's dead. Um, <laughs> it, I wanted to give you the case of Ignaz Semmelweis. Okay. And this man, right, he was Hungarian and he died in 1865 hmm. and he was the early pioneer of antiseptic procedures. So Ooh. basically, maybe we discussed this man before, but he was, he was working in um, a ward with mothers. And he proposed a test that if all the doctors um, washed their hands and washed them thoroughly, that the, that the, maybe the children wouldn't die from sepsis. Right. So he carried out the experiment and it's, lo and behold, um, it, was, it was definitely going to help in, in um, stopping the spread of sepsis yeah. among um, maternity wards. Yeah. So he proposed this rather reasonable today practice of washing hands with chlorinated lime solutions in 1847. Yeah. And um, then he published uh, the book of his findings. So this, all together now, this seems just great. It's another scientific breakthrough. But however, Mark, mm. it wasn't so good. Uh, it conflicted with the established scientific and medical opinions of the time and his ideas were rejected by the medical community. He could offer no acceptable scientific explanation for his fi findings and some doctors were offended at the suggestion that they should wash their hands and they mocked him for it. In 1865, the increasingly outspoken Semmelweis suffered uh, a nervous breakdown. He was committed to an asylum and in the asylum he was beaten by the guards. He died 14 days later from a gangrenous gangrenous wound on his right hand that may have been caused by the beating and even though this practice earned widespread acceptance only years after his death um yeah so even though he lost his life it, this practice like we owe a lot to him today because louis pasteur confirmed it through germ theory and they used uh, the methods and the research of this man in his first place so it's very unfortunate that he wow. died he'd had to die so we'd wash our hands um. <laughs> but isn't bad that 150 years ago he came up with this thing and then we heard for what felt like three years don't know if say wash your hands yeah uh, does washing your hands uh, solve monkeypox oh good question monkeypox is here now because yeah. we need to have something that worked very well in the news last time <laughs> they got a lot of mileage out of it but covid's gone now so they need another another pandemic the war is over <laughs> or the war is not over so it's just boring now so <laughs> They need to find something else. The war is fucking still not boring, by the way. There's a lot going on over there still. I seen the yoke on the internet. And it was, what's it called? 
they dropped it looked really cool in the sky it was like a load of fireworks you know and fireworks kind of drizzled down and it was loads of it in like a black sky but it's this it's these bombs that when they it's fire when it touches the ground it doesn't go out so it starts larger fires when it drops Jeez, and russia man. are dropping this on the ukraine at the minute like my gosh but yeah on um yeah it, it it's just terrible in the ukraine uh but uh, oh, sorry, on monkeypox, um, like a few week, a week ago, maybe like when this whole monkeypox thing was co completely new, there was a video of Biden on the like just about to board an airplane. Yeah, and <laughs> you could tell he just didn't know what he was talking about. And within three sentences, he goes, "And we'll get a vaccine if it's needed." And like we don't even know what this is, and this man's already wanted to yeah, we'll start the war now, and we'll say right, vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> we'll just throw that bomb in for American uh, civil society there at the moment. Uh, speaking of poor old America and the gun shootings, yeah. did you know how many guns there are in America? At the no, I'm going to have to Google this. Pull this up, Michael. Uh, America, because you know the way an Irish solution to that now uh, would be just stop selling guns and then we'll be all right won't we yeah but apparently that is not the case no, yes no. this is the case wow okay mm. in 2018 mark mm. how many yeah just give us a, a okay. rough number so the population of america is what 30 million 300 million 300 million, 300 million, yeah. million. 300 million uh and i i'd say there's 500 million guns okay you're on the ball uh, according to a 2018 report uh, U.S. gun owners possess 393.3 million weapons. Yeah, I'd hobby more than people. That's mad. Yeah, why do you need more guns than people? You're going to run out of people to shoot with them. Yeah. There's going to be 0.93 guns and no people left. Yeah. Fuck's sake. There you go. Yeah, because That's of right. a sentence written fucking 300 yeah. years ago. Yeah. We have the right to bear arms. I'm sure there's other shit in that like, that they just don't pay attention to. Yeah. It's just guns are fun. Guns are fun. Like, surely, oh, I don't know, like, could they not put security outside schools now instead of saying we need to give the teachers guns? Could they not mm. put, like, armed forces on the gates? Yeah. And apparently, yeah, I think that's the best switch because I think teachers are very poorly paid in America. Yeah, they're not even trained how to do their job correctly. Now they have to mm. do go to a fucking tactical shooting range before <laughs> them to get their teaching license. It is crazy, all right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, I can't imagine, oh, like, fucking... My primary school principal when I was in yeah. school, like pulling out a, a pistol. Yeah. God, Although, be fucked. we can both agree that one man who could handle a deadly weapon would be Ty Kelly. Ty, yeah. I Ty Kelly, so. I give him whatever weapon he needed. He probably used like a spear or something. A spear? Record E fame. Use your two hands, pick up <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try and find something now if I can. I have had a lovely time, I must say. Mark. Yes, you have. I have. I've been blessed to travel to Poliano Amera ah. with my beautiful fiance, and we went. To, uh, we flew into Poliano Amera, and I brought with me, Mark, this massive book. Uh, called The Red Book by Carl Jung yes. and I haven't had the opportunity to read it, but by God, I'm sinking my teeth into it at the moment. Okay. It is. I said fashion, and I stand by it. It's okay. the closest thing to drugs. Okay. Without taking drugs within the written word right. that I have ever discovered. Okay. Oh. All right, go on. I take it. Yeah, so there's... Um, I'm trying to find a PDF of it now because I actually... You have it on PDF as well? Yeah, oh, you can find it on PDF, absolutely, oh. yeah. But... Um, so, there's one... There's one 
line in it that just transformed my whole thinking and everything. But now, will I be able to find it swiftly? Um, what else can I tell you about the holiday while I'm looking up you for met, this man? Uh, Alan. Alan Brown, yes. Alan Brown. Alan Brown will forever hold a place in my heart. Alan, Alan, his wife and his mother-in-law joined us on a boat trip out, out to sea. And Alan was American. And, um, oh, there was just, I loved it. It's just great to have crack with people and just get an insight into their world. So Alan is a house husband because he retired from investment firm and he owns a little place. And I didn't really understand where he was talking about at the start, but um, Ashton quickly filled, quickly filled me in. He owns a little house in a nice community of 2,000 people. It's mm. called the Hamptons. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going well. For those who don't know, just Google the Hamptons. You'll yeah, I know fairly quick what it is. Yeah, um, so he, um, oh, come on, Mike. He, yeah, I think we might be going well now. Um, yeah, so we went out and we explored the caves. There are loads of uh, caves in Pollyanno Mare. It's this beautiful little town, not very. Um, touristy, but the Italians have know what to do, Mark. I'm, there's a message for you today, Paper Jesus. Slow the fuck down. Slow down, lads. Slow down. We're going too far, far too fast here. They're slow down. Oh, lads. They, they could be making a cappuccino. And it's all with the get the spoon here and move the big arms here and we get the cup here and do you want sugar with it? And it's just so... Oh, I feel what they're like. Yeah. 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 So, um... I can't, I'm, I maybe we're going to have to wait for this quote another day, Mark. But that's okay. Um, but I'll try uh, day and tonight. But it's just a great book on the mystery of um, of life, and um, I will come back to that okay. in due course. Have we any other matters to discuss on this fine day? We could do some more cold reading if you like. Oh yes, let's okay. do it. So I'm going to do the same. I'm going to leave you and Shane. Shane looks quite like. Um, your man, who's the fish man with the hair? The superhero, Thor or whatever, he's looking very oh, yeah. majestic. He's looking very majestic with his hair today. Yeah, very much so. A long hungover shower. Sit down in the shower. It's a sit down shower type of hangover. Not putting on my hair And just for your side of it, because you got first hand experience, what, the whole Liverpool thing, Shane, oh, do you get it? Or? I was in Paddy Blues wearing a Real Madrid jumper that was Brendan's mm -hmm. about 10 years ago. So I had a great time. Some people, like uh, Real Madrid, had a goal disallowed in the first half. But I, obviously me and my friends celebrated the goal because fuck Liverpool. <laughs> and uh, obviously the goal was then disallowed and a Liverpool fan, an elderly, well, a middle-aged man, uh, like watching the uh, match on the same telly as me decided to celebrate to me. And to me, yeah. Like, yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> So. That didn't last long for him. Yeah. So to recap, last week we did... Last week we did a cold, I did a cold reading, my first cold reading, a success. Uh, as I predicted, it would be through my psychic powers. Um, so this week, we last time you and Shane picked an object in the room and I thought, you know, that could be anything I could be, you know, just watching the way you look at the object or whatever. So this time I'm going to allow the two of you to pick a place in Ireland. And then I let you say what different places to me, and I pick which one is the one the two of you have agreed upon. Okay. So again, I will leave the room. And just knock when you want me to come back in. Okay. So I'll go out the front door again. Right, you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
Mike's actually still on, so he's talking to himself out there. Oh, brilliant. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know. Right. Just pick somewhere random. Um, Ballyocter. He's a thing for Ballyocter. He has yeah. a thing for Ballyocter. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where is that? Um, it's near. It's between Cabolan and Ballycanew. Ballyocter. Yeah. Is that, was that Do you remember he said. Um, there was one of the early jokes he had about news stories. And oh yeah, you know yeah, that Bally Octor, nothing. Yeah, I Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> Okay, we're happy with Bally Octor, right. Um, yeah. Yes. Hello there. Okay, Michael. So Winter home. Yeah. yeah. Have we agreed? There was no falling out, was there? No, not today. No, no. not today. Okay. <sighs> okay, let's start with you, Michael. Ferns. No. Um, come on. No. New Ross. No. Um, Kerry. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're watching me so closely. <laughs> <laughs> Monomalin. No. Uh, Kanu. No. Chairman Fecken. <laughs> no, that's not a real place. Kiara <laughs> <laughs> um, Mini Farm. No. Bastards Town. <laughs> no. Muff. Muff, no. Kilmore. Kilmore, no. Uh, Leash. No. Trolley. No. Trolley. No. Rannell. No. Ballyocter. Yes. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so hard to do. Oh, lads. And I thought I was going in with the. Oh, yeah, just stare out of it. No, <laughs> Two weeks in a row for Mark Album. 2 0 to me. Wow, that's very good. There we go. If you would like to try your hand at it, want to come on the podcast, <laughs> see if you can hold your nerve against me. <laughs> I fucking dare you. <laughs> um, Gary Malai do no bother. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, what else is new in the world? Uh, the ice cream in Italy is lovely. Yeah. You can bring chaps to Italy. They let chaps in. So I'm saying chaps in. bring bring the chap to Italy. Yeah. And were they like, was it stereotypical Italians? Are they portrayed properly in the media? So what, how were they portrayed? Kind of like, hey, forget yeah. about it. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> were they kissing on the cheek and all? No, no kissing. Uh, there was one experience. I have to talk about this woman. She was this, uh, we were staying on this little small alleyway. And it was just so typical Italian. They're all very, like, they're just so friendly and warm and kind and everything. And um, they, there was, uh, the night before, I had noticed that there was a beer bottle broken in the street. And I thought, oh, who's going to clear this up now? This will be interesting. Yeah. So then the next morning, I went out to the fruit market. And I was on my way back from the fruit market. And I met this woman and the glass was gone. Yeah. And I went... I went, uh, I kind of just made a gesture yeah. and then she pied it back with her apron around her and her sweeping brush. She goes, ah, fuck them all, fuck them all, fuck them all. And I, all I could do is, yes, yeah, absolutely, fuck yes, so, whoever they are. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just one of those beautiful moments that like, I knew what she was saying, even though I hadn't a clue what she was saying. Yeah, and she knew what you were saying. Yeah. You were like, clean this up. <laughs> Good woman. Good woman. You grabbed the Russian and her You missed. You missed But then I got something in the bakery that I didn't like, so then I left it on her doorstep. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's true love, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Put that in the bin for me now. <laughs>
Fruit markets are the rage there. Uh, there was this old woman and her son, and like they were there at eight o'clock in the morning, and they were there at eight o'clock at night, and they just loved selling fruit right. all day long. They got a punnet of strawberries, two fifty. Two euro fifty. Yes. What are they over here? A tenner. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Now I must say the Irish strawberries are much cleaner. At all there, these ones were, were more. Uh, Dirty, okay, mm. fair mm. enough. Mm. Uh, speaking of strawberries, I went to yes. the village at Wheelocks. Yes, yeah, with half the country. With half the country, yeah. It mm. was an okay adventure, yeah. yeah. It was grand. Did you like go do a circle and then stop off at that quarry, that quarry down in Wexford where everyone goes? Fort? No, the we fort? didn't go no. to Fort no. Mountain, no. no. I've been there and I got a photo, so why would I bother oh, going Oh, it's done? Again? Yeah, oh, it's done. Okay. done. Fort Quarry is done. When did she do that? Uh, years ago, I can't remember. Has oh. <laughs> <laughs> it not? Not during lockdown. Not during no. sure, lockdown. Oh, no. Well, no, no, it's still the same, sure. Okay. Nature is nature. It's actually not the same since we've probably been. Is it not? There's a big car back there and is all. Is there? Like, it's very, uh, very, uh, Commercialised. Commercialised, right? Yeah, because mm. when I was there, you just put in the side of the road and client went through like yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's proper, like, big entrance, like, a big car park. There's a coffee, there's a horse box. There. Fuck off, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, oh, we went on a wine tasting as well with our American friends. Yeah. And uh, Oh, you may help them again after? Oh, no, sorry, different American friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, more yeah, American yeah. friends. More Americans, yeah. Yeah, this time it was Milo from... Uh, from Denver, Colorado. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm, yeah. And... Uh, what was he like? Yeah, he was grand. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, they annoyed Ashland. But they, I really? Yeah, I can see yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mild. Like, and you're Ashland. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yes, yeah, yeah. But was there any... There was just... Yeah, I'd really recommend people to go to Italy and that's about uh, the height of it. There, there, there was this song, Volare. You know that song? That you had on your stories. Yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the singer from that, he's basically their Joe Dolan. Oh. And they have a statue to him. And he came from this little town. Ah, yeah. very nice. Great story, isn't it? Why did you pick out this little town? Uh, my Uncle Michael recommended it. Shout oh, out to my Uncle good. Michael. And it's a little bit touristy, but not very touristy. But it's perfect. And... Um, but there was so much more that I'm trying to think of. The ice cream is just amazing, and um, yes. No, well, is this, this a touristy town? Yeah, but it's more day trippers. They come in, they go off, go then on. to the next one. This okay. is, but like, they, they they don't have many people that stay for a few days. We stay for a few days, and our Booking.com host collected us from the airport. Right, and I love this so much. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Go on, tell us about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the woman offered, and she kept sending winky faces. <laughs> and uh, then we managed, managed to find her at the airport eventually. And, um, yeah, sure. Then when she was in the car, sure, she was sitting. She was like, I was like, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. And I had questions galore for her. I, I showed her my, my places that I planned to visit in the town. And she went through them. And uh, I asked her what she worked at. I, I asked her. Um, I, I got into her, her hole. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> Ashley also had a story up of uh, you talking to a lady selling wine. Oh, uh, yes. I, yeah, when I see yeah. it, my first thought was, oh, they're going to be there for a while. <laughs> they're going to be there for a while. It was like this while I was playing wine, you had your listening face on. <laughs> you had my listening face on, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I was like, God, oh, that's it. Uh, Ashley has already been there for a few minutes, I'd say. 
<laughs> I think that might have been at the wine tasting. And uh, I said, I was, I was smelling the wines and it was fantastic. And I was, I felt, um, I was even saying to Ashton, what was it? Oh, this wine is deeper than that wine and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not helping myself. No. Really, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> James's minors are unfortunately finished for the rest of the year. Yeah, we've only just bought new to Mount Gendy now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so we've solved the medical mysteries and solved and I got into the whole of our yeah, life. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this yeah. this has been uh, the, to Johnny's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>